Hello, thanks for tuning in to Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Long Hoso. As a reminder, the content of this podcast may cause you to feel strong emotions as no topic is off limits. Now, with that said, keep in mind that the purpose of this podcast is to critically think about our thinking to make our thinking better. With that said, let's get to it. Some of you may know I'm a philosopher by trade, so to speak. One of my favorite components of philosophy is the philosophical argument. That's a capital P and capital A, if you're interested. Now, for clarity, this is not saying I love to bicker. Bicker is not something I'm into. However, engaging in philosophical arguments is a way that you can become informed and not only become informed, but also understand things better. Now, before we get too deep into it, I must clarify some definitions for you. Some people look at argument and kind of how the Monty Python skit from back in the day, you assert something, you say the sky is blue and somebody says, no, it's not. And that's an argument. Well, Actually, that's not an argument in any definition. It's actually just a contradiction. So, for example, we cover philosophical and political topics on this podcast. So someone says, well, 45 is an excellent president. Then you say, well, what about this, 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 and this? They say, no, he's a good president. That's not putting forth the argument. That's simply doing a contradiction, just giving a contradiction. So we must understand that. Also, some people may go at it like this. Person one says, the sky is blue. And then give reasons for their conclusion. And then at the end, they state, see, for those reasons, the sky is blue. Now, a person can say, if you go into giving, if you give reasons and you give support for your position, another person might be able to say, well, what about this? Couldn't it be this also? Couldn't it be X, Y, Z? That's more of a philosophical argument. Uh, a great book that I had the pleasure of being exposed to when I was working through my associate studies before I got to my bachelor studies That is a humble brag because I'm very proud of that accomplishment. Is a definition of argument that is presented in the book Power of Logic. It's a very good book. It was written written by Howard Snyder and his wife. I forget his wife's name. He got the the byline is Howard Snyder at all, but his he wrote it with his wife and a few other contributors. Anyway. In that awesome book, it states, and this is paraphrasing, of course, an argument is a premise or group of premises meant to warrant, justify, or lead to a conclusion. Now, please exhale. This won't be a philosophy class, but it is important to understand this meaning. 
Also, we must understand the value of truth when dealing with logic and philosoph uh, philosophical arguments. Truth is very verifiable. Truth is objective. Truth is, it has different meanings to people, though. And a lot of the issues that people have with truth usually is how it's presented to them or how they've had to deal with truth. But truth is still there. Now, in dealing with philosophical arguments, you have to have an objective truth. You don't... Now, sometimes the, the things that you're discussing may be pretty far out there, maybe almost hard to comprehend initially. But the truth is still there. As I stated in a past episode, I don't argue the God thing. You can believe in God if you want, because it's a belief. And you can be a Christian, you can be Catholic, which is still a form of Christianity. You can be Pentecostal, Baptist, it doesn't matter. As long as you follow the rules and you engage in a truthful manner and honorable fashion, I ain't got no problem with you. Now, if you try to convince me of something, then we can discuss it. But we don't really discuss things of that sort here because it's not objection. We only have belief. We don't have objection objectionable truth. Now, the reason why this import is important, and, and it ties into the level of discussion that we have in our nation around this time of year. It is election season, as I mentioned, in the housekeeping. And many people get pitted against each other. Now, there are reasons for that there. Yes, we have Russian operatives running disinformation, just like they did in 2016, and just like they have done in past elections, besides the major uh, four-year elections. But that's not what we're discussing. A good way to understand something is to open yourself up to the position that you may be wrong. Because if you're dealing with truth, sometimes what you understand to be truth may not be correct. Furthermore, when dealing with truth and trying to justify your truth or using a philosophical argument, so to speak, you may find yourself using propositions or premises that, aren't necess that, don't, that don't necessarily hold up. Now, I gave a, a very easy example. The sky is blue. Let's take that into an argument for I promise this is not going to be a philosophy class, y'all, but you just stay with me. <laughs> an argument form, uh, one of the argument forms that is used in philosophy is a modus ponens, syllogism. Syllogism just means it's multiple lines in it. That's all. It's a premise, another premise, and a conclusion. That's all that means. That's a very dumbed-down version. Yes, there is a very large contextual philosophical definition, but for our purposes, modus ponens, M-O-D-U-S-P-O-N-E-S. Oh, P-O-N-E-S. E-N-S. There we go. I'm going to get there. Now, if uh, a version of that argument would be, if I go outside and look up, then I would see that the sky is blue. The next line or the next premise, I went outside and looked up. The sky is blue. 
Now, if you want to write that down, press pause, whatever, it's fine. But the first one is a conditional statement. It's an if statement. It's if I go outside and look up. I have to take action. And then I will be able to see something. The going outside and looking up. I went outside and look up is the next premise. So I took that action. In the conclusion, I see that the sky is blue. We often allow ourselves to just contradict each other. We assert something, this is the way it is. And then another person will say, I disagree. And it, and it ends there. And you shout louder and louder or or keep conflicting or have conflicting views of opinion, but you're not really supporting your position. And sometimes we see this, especially with the type of leadership we have in the executive office and the supporters. It's like, F your feelings and this person is awesome. Okay, fine. Let's forget feelings. Let's talk about objectionable truth. Truth that is there. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's just there. This is where understanding is built. This is where knowledge is built. I try to present things in a in a fashion that people can test it. If I say something as a fact, like using vote.org to register, to find out how to register to vote, you can go to www.vote.org and see if it's true or not. Certain things in the political sphere and in life are made complicated by emotions. And that's cool to have emotions. Uh, you don't have to be a robot or just say, I feel this way. That is all. That's, that's not any way to really get along in life. It's hard to actually get along that way. Unless you have, well, I guess sociopaths do. I guess it's easy for them. Anyway, back to the point. We have to understand that while emotions are important and emotions happen, if you have the truth available to you and you refuse truth, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not living in a place that is objectionably real. Now, this isn't like the Matrix. Well, you don't know what's real. This is all uh, computer programming. Those are beliefs. We're talking about you lift your right hand, if you have two hands, you put it on top of your left hand. Your right hand is now on top of your left hand. It's not on your knee, it's not on your baby toes, it's not on the floor, it's on top of your left hand. We must not allow emotions to get in the way of facts and truth. And if we allow ourselves the time to step back Again, I've used this phrase before and I'll keep using it. Slow down our thinking. At times, we want to disagree with the truth simply because it doesn't feel right. But feeling is an emotion. For example, if I tell you 45 is accused of raping several females. That's a true thing, by the way. You can say, or a person could say, he didn't rape anybody. Well, you don't know that to be true. They may take offense to it. Again, a feeling, a belief, an opinion. 
We don't know if it, nobody would know it's true except for the people that were there in those instances. But we must allow ourselves the chance to examine the truth. What proof do we have? How can we weigh that proof against other things to support it? Instead of taking the natural position of simply, or what to some is a natural position of just contradicting for the sake of spite or for the sake of belief, allowing yourself to be open to truth is important. Now, this isn't me trying to radicalize anyone and make everyone want to go out and get philosophy degrees and figure out the great mysteries of the world. I mean, you can do that if you want. You're generally free to do what you want. And if that's the life you want to live, have at it. But we do have the opportunity to grow. We do have the opportunity to learn. And understanding that that pro- those processes are very important to our development as humans gives you a little bit more vibrance in life. There's an old phrase that, or old uh, saying, I want to say proverb, this might be giving it too much credit, but a tree does not grow strong without wind, without storms, without the battering of nature going against it. Now, by biologically speaking, that's true. Trees grow to be strong because of wind, because of rain, because of the conditions being so harsh against it in its growth that it becomes resistant to it. Such is our mind. I do not believe that we will ever come to a place where we will know everything. I think that's a logical conclusion, being that nobody has ever known any everything. And there are still things to be learned every day. There are new experiences to be had every day. So the conclusion that is, I believe, rightfully there is the truth must be not only appreciated, but must be understood to be something that can be verified. Contradiction is a very lazy way to go about spouting or trying to talk down a truth. Very lazy. Because all you have to do is say the opposite. A wall is flat. No, it's not. It's round. That that doesn't do anything for anybody. But in in the society that we live in, and we live in the, I would say, it's safe to say, the greatest information age, because we have phones that are more powerful than the computers used to go to the moon. And NASA, true story, have access to the internet, many of us. And if you're listening to this podcast, generally speaking, you have access to the internet. So you have access to knowledge. So let I think we should let that guide us in this, what could be a very contentious time in our nation and definitely a trying time in our world dealing with a global pandemic. Understand things change, but there's still truth. There's still knowledge to be gained. And honestly, it's intellectually humble to understand that there's still things to be taken in. There's still processes that you can make to make your understanding better. Now, this doesn't mean that you always have to be 
in a state of perpetual thinking, in a perpetual wonderment. Uh, you really aren't too much good if you're always thinking, oh, what if? Oh, what about this? But it very much is the real deal that truth is important. Truth and honesty and truth, you got to be honest with yourself, is important. Otherwise, you're living in the darkness. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. Now, something that's tied to the whole philosophical argument and something that you want to be aware of is whataboutisms. Now, this isn't, this is a term that's kind of come into play recently. I've never really seen it in a text, uh, like a classic philo philosophical text, but it's a thing. And it distracts from an argument. So you make an assertion, just like I said, if I go outside and look up, I will see the sky is blue. I went outside and looked up, so the sky I saw the sky is blue. A whataboutism comes in when you say, well, what about looking down or looking to your right? Why can't the sky be blue there? Now, some of us are familiar with Fox News, and they do, they are classic for the whataboutisms. So you state something is wrong, or 45 did something incorrectly, or 45 is trash, which, you know, whatever. I mean, you can believe that or not. I feel that he is. Let's move off of that, of that guy. Anyway, <laughs> but you have people that will detract or attempt to break down your argument or your premises because of whataboutisms. Well, that's not fair. That's not truth and lending, as a banker would say. You're not actually doing the right thing. What you're doing is detracting from the premises. I'm not saying that you can't know that the sky is blue if you look left or right. I'm saying that if I go outside and look up, I will see that the sky is blue. Now, how can that come into play in maybe a different area? I'm happy to provide an example. So we say, again, dealing with the pandemic. Well, we shouldn't be wearing masks. Dr. Fauci didn't even say to wear a mask initially, and now he's saying it. Well, that truth thing, remember, sometimes things change. And it is true that he said not to wear a mask. In fact, it is also true that he said the initial reason for not telling people to go out and buy PPE or mask was because of a fear that turned out to be a justified fear because it happened. Because of the fear that people would buy them up and healthcare professionals wouldn't have them. And because they're on the front lines, they definitely need them. Because if you don't have people healthy and well enough to treat sick people, you're not going to be able to treat them. So things change. So is it true that he said, don't wear masks initially? Absolutely. But it's also true that he said the reason why he said it and things have changed. And we can see, we can test that out. You can go bigger. Well, I don't feel like wearing a mask. I don't think we should. Okay, that's fine. Other countries have, and they are 
far better off than we are right now. I think the numbers are somewhere around we are 4% of the population in the United States, contiguous and as well as Alaska and Hawaii and its territories, Guam and uh, the other islands in the Caribbean. 4% of the entire world's population, yet we make up 22% of the deaths from coronavirus. Now, this isn't saying that every single person that died from COVID-19 related deaths or COVID-19 itself didn't wear a mask. However, the information does support wearing a mask. It has proven to be a line of prevention. So there's reasons to it. And the whataboutisms would say might make you think that, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. But with science, things change. Heck, it, for a long time, they didn't understand that washing your hands was, or cleanliness was important when giving birth to babies, while helping a lady through, not really helping her, but assisting on the outside part and handling newborns. And then they had a lot, of, a lot of babies dying, a lot of ladies getting sick. And then all of a sudden, oh, we need to wash our hands and be clean. Now... We may take that for granted, understanding that operating rooms or delivery rooms are sterile at a hospital grade level. But it's because of things in the past, things change. Information continually is available and you have to take that into account. But while whataboutisms are fun to try to knock down an argument, they really don't do anything for the argument. It doesn't disprove anything. It just detracts from it. And you have to be, those whataboutisms come in different ways. It's not necessarily somebody saying, yeah, what about? They can try to slide in like you assert something is true and then someone says, well, yeah, but you know this happened also. And this other thing happened. Yeah, okay, but that does that necessarily detract from the truth? Be careful that while you're attempting to understand or discuss things, be careful that you are not doing a disservice to yourself or to someone else by allowing a whataboutism to take over a discussion or to attack your philosophical argument. It's really not okay. It doesn't do anybody any good. And the purpose of discussing, even on a very basic level, if you say hello to somebody and how are you, what you want to know is how they're doing. Unless you are one of those people, not like me, if I ask you how you're doing, I want to know. But some people just want to hear fine and that's it. It would be silly for you to ask someone, how are you? And they were, and were, they reply, wow, why didn't you ask about the fires that's going on in California? Huh? That I mean, we can get to that, but that doesn't do anything for me right now. You're not providing me with any information that I can use. Furthermore, saying that, why didn't you ask about the fires? That doesn't mean that I wasn't going to ask about the fires. You're making an assumption that 
isn't properly supported. Philosophically. I hope I have given in this very, very brief and kind of drummed down philosophical explanation on how to approach certain things. When dealing with politics, when dealing with even interpersonal relationships, it's very important that we properly address what's going on and properly support conclusions for the betterment of understanding. That's how we communicate better. And communication is how we get along. Very rarely do we just exist in a vacuum. Again, emotions are important, and that's fine. But truth matters. Facts are facts. And you can have opinions about facts, but your opinions do not become facts simply because you have them. What about that? Let's move on to the next topic. Lastly, I want to provide a little bit of motivation for you guys. And ladies, please take care of yourself. This is, it is real easy to get into a position that you kind of just get into a routine of not doing too much for yourself, whether it's getting enough sleep, taking enough water, exercising. Now, this isn't me talking at you. I'm talking to you. I am dealing with the, well, what would soon would be the loss of a grandparent. And to be honest, the, my grandparent kind of had, in his early years, he used his body like a casino. A whole lot of crap went on in it. But he didn't take care of himself. And now, unfortunately, he's paying the price. It is very much a cause and effect with health. I don't believe in, personally, in miracles. I do believe in science and I do believe in causality. And if you don't treat your body well, that's mental health too. Likely, you will experience problems down the line. Now, it doesn't always happen. That's why I say it lightly, I don't say definitely. But if you don't care, take care of your body, you're putting yourself at higher risk for Various things that happen that just you don't need to be bothered with, honestly. You can avoid simply by doing little things. Maybe getting better rest, which I know is a challenge. I can say that personally. Because my mind sometimes just won't shut the hell up and let me go to sleep. But it is important to attempt to exercise, drink water, and also be positive. Negativity has a way of weighing us down. And yes, life sometimes just kicks you in the teeth and doesn't allow you to feel like you're getting up or making any progress. But understand you can get better. Understand that with time, things will change. And in dealing with their body, the more time you put into improvement, the future is going to look a little bit better for you. Now, it's, it's easy to say as far as muscle growth, you do, you do weight training, over time you'll get stronger if you're doing it properly. Yes, there'll be soreness along the way. Yes, there'll be times where you don't feel like doing it. But give yourself the chance to be better. And give yourself a chance to not only be better, but put yourself in better position to avoid certain ailments and conditions 
that would be a pain in the ass to deal with later on in life. Now, this isn't saying go straight edge, don't take in any alcohol, and don't smoke weed. Do what you do. But remember, moderation is key. And your body always, always makes you pay for what you do. So if you do things in excess, you're going to have problems. So take care of yourself as much as possible. Encourage others to take care of it. Be there for somebody. But please allow yourself the chance to be better. With that little, hopefully positive bit of information, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. And I'll see you next week.